The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Conscious Combo. I'm here with a beautiful soul who lives in New Zealand, where I live right now, and I'm excited to talk to her. I know we've been trying to get on the podcast for ages, but today feels like the right divine timing. So I'm pleased to announce Corey Taylor to the show. Hi, Corey. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. And I'm super excited about what today's going to bring. So am I. Like, I was just been talking to Julia Cannon, which is obviously going to be live when this one goes live. And I was just like, I never really have questions for people unless they ask for questions because I love getting to know people. Like, obviously, I already, I already feel a soul connection to you. That's been since, you know, we first connected, but I don't know you like fully, like, you know, this humanness of who you are, like my soul knows you, but the yeah. humanness of, of what you're here to do. And I love talking to people and getting to know the story. So enlighten me with your story and how you got to where you are now and what you do for this beautiful world. I love it. So um, long story short, I was a very unwell baby from the moment I was born. Started having seizures around two. And the first day I came back from school, my mum was like, you were crying. You were concerned about how everyone was and that you needed to help everyone. And I was like, that is literally who I am. I am a mama. I'm a nurturer. In the Mayan calendar, I'm the very first one in the Mayan um days like the whole entire calendar so I birthed everything so I'm I'm like three dragons deep in energy (laughs) and so I am all about mother earth the bones the body and um yeah moving through pain and bringing your impact like bringing your elixir your medicine to the world in a way that supports you because so often when we've been in pain And for myself specifically, I've had so much trauma that I was running from a deep, deep state of, you know, people pleasing. And that was causing a lot of chronic fatigue, endometriosis, thyroiditis, um, and all the things. And it was just constantly uh, always having something come up in my body, communicating with me about how the world was feeling, how the earth was feeling. I often would take days off before an earthquake happened or things like that you know like I just really realized that I'm deeply connected to nature and the innate nature of everything and yeah that's how I I work my world and my coaching and everything and so around 14 I went to a medical herbalist after my kidneys started failing uh, with the drugs from the medical industry and I was getting breakthrough seizures and was resuscitated several times and so at some point my mum went right we're just going to go to a medical herbalist. 
And so we ended up there. And after six months, I never had a full-blown seizure because I was a full grand mal seizure. So um, would lose all faculties, everything. And I never had a full-blown seizure unless I was under the influence of drugs, alcohol, or really high levels of stress, such as like the birth of my son or standing on a puffer fish. <laughs> so, I was just about to say, like, you told me about your puffer fish story. I was like, that's like a week, like, like bringing up all your old stuff. I bet it just brought up so much stuff for you from being such like a young, young little girl. Yeah. And the whole ambulance trip. And, you know, it was just such a weird, it, it was such a reflection of where I've been and almost like a, a really, really deep healing. Yeah. And so it also happened with my son because often in, in hospital, my parents had to keep working. So I'd be alone um, for, you know, a couple of days at a time. And obviously that's super scary when you're six to, you know, 12, 13. And it so happened that the day my son went in for, um, he was three and had to get his teeth capped because we didn't realize he had silent reflux, which burnt all the enamel um we I ended up in emergency uh with massive massive cysts that were turning into septicemia and so we had exactly that same reflection where I couldn't be with the one person I said I would always like hold and keep safe and you know do all the things and I had such a big birth process there so that was three years ago and then fast forward three years and and I in that moment had Maria Magdalena and Yeshua come to me and say this is a choice point like you can leave right now or you can stay and I chose to stay and however in my mind I bargained with that energy and said if I choose to stay I promise I'll show up so I've been a medical herbalist since I was 20 the youngest medical herbalist in New Zealand and I'd held clinic I'd been in corporate uh, I top sales in New Zealand and Australia in my first year doing corporate and then got burnt out. And then I went through all the things, held a clinic and then got married and had baby and baby was like the biggest turning point for me, right? Like there was just such a, all of a sudden I was responsible for someone else that could feel the level of pain that I had felt and I didn't want that for him and so so much came up around where this world is going and what my role is and to support this world to have the impact that I desire to have due to my why and my why is my baby boy and, and mother earth and so yeah that's that's how I've kind of transitioned and it was and I believed when he was born it just took me a long time to get off the couch and be you know I was such a chronic I was in such chronic fatigue because I was doing everything for everybody else and absolutely not even remotely like I look back now and I think was it was pretty damn obvious but I couldn't see it I was just bleeding energy everywhere like I was leaking everywhere and chronic fatigue fibromyalgia endo and Hashimoto's and yeah, and then all of a sudden I had that moment of um, being in hospital and going, okay, something's got to shift and I've got to take take back my power. And I turned to fruit for two years, which was like a shocking kick to the guts to my husband who's a hunter <laughs> and loves to provide for our family. 
um, but as a medical herbalist and, and I love biochemistry, I love quantum physics and biochemistry. So I love the combo of how we can completely shift our consciousness. And at the same time, it's our biochemistry that helps us do that. And so, yeah. And so over that kind of two to three years, I decided, right, I need to re reclaim my energy and fruit made sense, even though I tried to debunk it, like I didn't want to do it. But after doing all the biochemistry, I saw that, you know, actually it was super powerful for ascension and, you know, it, it doesn't use insulin and, and there were all these other pieces. Anyway, it it led me to my next awakening because my first one was when I was nine. I was already pretty psychic when I was born, but nine and then another one at 18 and then this particular one hit. And so... Yeah, there was two years of that. And then I just decided to help other people in doing that process and, and reclaiming their vitality and their power. And that led to not just the herbs, because it felt like the herbs would only work if the emotional component had come online, if the belief systems had shifted. And then that slowly led me to supporting women in business who need body support because they've been in a people pleasing and a trauma state and they're either in pain and their body's trying to communicate to them how to step in and have the impact and the visibility while also looking after themselves at the same time. And it, it's, it's mind blowing. Like I, I just, I look at my life now and I think, how can it shift that fast in three years and go from like zero to quarter of a mil part time while my son is still kind of half sleeping. He's not an awesome sleeper. <laughs> and my husband's away most weeks because he works out of town so how how did I how did I do that and that's when I really wanted to be like I want to help women to do the same because I know that a lot of women are struggling with chronic autoimmune conditions that are here to have impact and what actually happens is the more that you align with your mission the more that you align with it but not make it the most important thing in your life your body starts to let go of all of that lymphatic pain and the conditional pain and this is how I got more and more into the bones and how they hold all of these stories and belief systems that we keep generating our results off these you know the original past rather than a new version of ourselves and, and banking evidence from this new version of ourselves so so over time, I have pivoted from like a medical herbalist. I actually went to um, broadcasting school <laughs> to become a, a presenter. And she said, no, you really enjoy nat natural health. You might want to go do naturopathy or something. So <laughs> at uh, 18, I went to uh, medical herbal school in Waikato that isn't there anymore. Um, and then, yeah, and then so medical herbalism and then yeah corporate then my own clinic and then I decided right I want to impact the world so I started to go online and this is where I'm at I've landed in my my niche and everything that I always wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and yeah that that brings me to now <laughs> there's so much to unpack there I was kind of like thinking in my head I need to ask this ask that and I've just like don't even know what to ask next because there's so much like <laughs> like it's so awesome because it's like, obviously, like I felt connected to you as soon as I sat, you know, I don't even know how we connected, maybe through Malia, I don't know. But I 
obviously was new in New Zealand and I had all that fear come up of like the newbie and like the new the new tribe will I fit in will I make friends here and it was like no it's fine I I make friends wherever I go I can walk into a room and this came up on Friday at the women's business connection of you know our strengths and what we're courageous in and I'm I can walk into a room make a friend you know go up to someone say hi because that's what I used to as a kid you know as a six-year-old mum dad would say you would walk like we go on cruises and holidays and you just go in the kids club and be like hi I'm Philippa I'm from the UK da, 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 da. I love and it I have friends all over the world and I think that's such a beautiful thing to and I'm such a good keep in toucherer that's what I call myself a keep in toucherer yeah. because you're amazing <laughs> I am like I and, and yeah. I think some of my friends are saying you know I'm so glad you're like that because a lot of my friends you know I don't speak to them for weeks and I'm like it's okay I'll, I'll check in I'll be a check-in you know it's like and I bring that energy to my clients because it's like I've always loved that in between, you know, like you come to me and I'm always checking up on them. I always send them an email or a message and see how they're doing, what's changed. And I'm nosy. I like being an, mm. I like being a nosy practitioner. I, mean, I like to be in the lives. I like to, you know, be a part of the lives. And I think that's yeah. especially bringing that Disney energy in as well. Cause I'm such a Disney fanatic and I brought the energy to Friday cause I wore my Disney top and I want, I've actually got Moana on today. Oh, uh, I love so- it. You know, I'm always Disney makes me feel so good. And I bring that magical, you know, fairy tale energy to to people's mm-hmm. lives. And I think, you know, that's why like when I speak to you, Corey, you make me like you make me feel like I'm on top of the world. Like I feel like I'm like I'm like I'm, I'm I can do this. I can do this. You know, it's like absolutely. And I wanna like jump in there and say, you know, there's times in your life when you you just can't ignore the synchronicities and we met and I think yeah I think it was through Malia and then the conversations we've had it's just felt like sisterhood and then just letting everyone know I was standing on the beach recently which I'm I live an hour and a half away from (laughs) and I was just doing some I'd just been with my coach and and then was spending the rest of the weekend at the beach and my son and I were doing some sand magic and uh and I thought, wow, I feel like that looks like Pippa. But I haven't met her before, so maybe it's not. And she was with a man, and I thought, I haven't seen him either. I know she's married recently, but I'm not sure. And I thought, do I, don't I? And as she walked past, Geordie started to ask me something else. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just carry on doing the sand magic. And had randomly taken a photo. And when I looked at the photo later on, I was like, there's that woman. Is that Pippa? And I sent it to her and she's like, that was me. <laughs> I think I was actually wearing this. I think I was wearing this T-shirt. I think you were wearing that, yeah. yeah. Mm. And so, you know, and from that moment, I was like, oh, of course, like uh, we are meant to do something together. So I, I love that it's, yeah, it, we we planned this back in how long, but I love that it's here now and it's landed because there's been so much that's transpired in the last three months. Right. I know definitely like I know I said like that weekend you saw me on the beach Chris and I my husband we'd gone to Waihee I hadn't been to Waihee before so I was drawn to go there because I love Taronga and you know I just the mounts like where I just feel like at home I just because it reminds me of a place in Australia that I love Burley Beach at the Gold Coast and I wanted to go to Waihee so we booked a batch up in Waihee and we just had the miscarriage. So I was like, this weekend, let's just get out of the house, you know, you know, just to the beach where I love the most. And we went for breakfast at, I can't remember the cafe now at the front, Waihi Beach. We went for dinner uh, and breakfast. Flat white. Yes, flat white. And 
we just decided to have breakfast. It was Mother's Day and we walked back up the beach. And I was like, I'm embracing being a mother today. And it's funny because like you're being a mum on the beach with your son and there's mm-hmm. me like, you know, just I was just healing on the beach. That's all I was doing. You know, I was just walking up and down the beach and it's beautiful there. It was a beautiful day. And mm-hmm. I remember we stopped and read our books for a little bit. And then I must have got up and walked back. And that's when you might have you might have seen me. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just I was I just felt called to Waihi that weekend, mm-hmm. you know, just. And I'd seen your post about you being in the mount. And I think that's what made my head think, oh, well, it can't be her. But of course it was you. And of course it was Mother's Day because I was messaging you that day to say happy Mother's Day to you. And yeah, I mean, it, that's just, that synchronicity is just so, you can't, you, you can't dismiss those things that happen. So hmm, it was a blessing. I, know, I think that's, <laughs> there's definitely a divine timing for us to do something together I just know I just know there is it's like I said like I'm always thinking about it I'm like oh okay and I think just <laughs> taking that time for me over the last the the theme that's come up the last few weeks and it's definitely a theme for a lot of people but it's more it's come up a lot in in sessions and in podcast interviews is the level of trust we have in ourselves and we te- we tend to like you said like you said, you just bled out energy. Like, you know, we just bleed out this trust to other people. Like, I trust you, I trust you. And it's like, that's great. But then I think thinking about coming back to ourselves, you know, okay, that level of trust you put into other people, do you have that level of trust for yourself and your journey and trust in the universe and trust in your journey and trust of where you're supposed to be is where you're supposed to be? Like Julie can just talk about today. She's like, you know, she was a nurse and then she went into QHHT with, with her mother before, you know, before she passed and she resisted it and she resisted it. And then it was like, no, it was like constantly, constantly at her. It's like, it's like me now, you know, I've got this like niggle to do feng shui. Like it's constantly at me. I'm like reading feng shui at night. I'm listening to podcasts all day and I'm obsessed. I'm like, I'm, it makes me happy. And mm. I've just been doing like different things in my house that I didn't do that I should do from feng shui. And I'm like, why don't I just be a consultant and just add it to my my toolbox? You know, yeah, what's stopping absolutely. me? Mm-hmm. What's stopping you? I love that question. It's empowering. Yeah. Ask me the question, Corey, what's stopping me? Yeah. What's stopping you, Pippa? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's That's so all it interesting. Is. It's exactly it. And it's so interesting because at the moment I am holding a 21 day uh, be sensational challenge and it's all about dropping into the body to feel the senses so that you can actually cultivate safety. But the biggest thing is we d- we're doing one consistent thing, like a consistent one thing each day for less than 10 minutes. Like some of them tried to put in a, a idea of going, I'll do 40 minutes walking. I think Malia was one of them. And I said, come on, babe, bring it back bring it back to like 10 minutes and then just celebrate every time you get more than 10 minutes. And what it's done is the biggest, biggest knock-on effect and ripple effect in all of these women's lives. One of them's posted the most vulnerable post on her um, personal page in the first time in her time on Facebook. Another one's launched a song. Another one's launched a co-author book and is going through all the emotions of doing that. Um, one of them's painting every day, one of them's singing every day. And but what they're doing, what comes from that is that they are cultivating that self-trust. Because as you do more than one, so day two is not one plus one day, it's to the power of two. So it's equivalent to four. And day three is to the power of three. So now it's equivalent to nine. Right. And it's like these women are having this massive and it and it 
it took me by surprise. It's really taken me by surprise that there is this huge knock-on effect and ripple effect because they're coming back to self-trust. And the more that they cultivate that self-trust, what they're doing is cultivating safety in their bones and rewriting the stories. So when they do go and do the uncomfortable thing, which is what's going to shift your business, which is what's going to shift your reality, which is often the 5-10% at the top of your list that you're avoiding, right? The big stuff that's going to make the difference. When you do do that thing, everything shifts because you're backing yourself, but you can come back to your own internal safety mechanism rather than hoping to feel safe from the outside in it's an inside out job and I've just been mind blown like we are giving away prizes so obviously there's going to be people wanting to do prizes but the reality is they're showing up for themselves first and we're just offering them a prize because they showed up like that's that's literally what Malia and I decided to do we're like I went out to go get a Bluetooth keyboard because I'd lost mine in the process and later found it, of course, as you do. And But we went out. I came to her place and who's my beautiful online business manager. And I was like, I need a new Bluetooth. She's like, yeah, let's just go grab that and lunch. Well, we came back with like $2,000 worth of stuff <laughs> to like offer our community. <laughs> to offer our community just out of like, we just got so excited to 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 play and and celebrate our community for everything that has changed so quickly in the last year and you know my community of doing Kanika so I I teach Kanika therapy which is something I founded which is about the sovereignty of our DNA and it's a process that moves through breath and bones so the breath and the bones as they open up they clear eons of hieroglyphs that have been coded into the bones with our ancestral generational or belief even now this lifetime's beliefs and even them that you know we've had a huge year starting February with these women and yet it's the one consistent thing that is shifting everything for them it's almost like it's the one embodiment process that as they show up every day for that one thing they're not getting distracted by the other thousands of things and but then they're doing the other things that want to be done and it's so cool like it's just been such a I don't know I've just felt such a such an expansion of the community and the energy at large so yeah I resonate with that because I'm kind of like very flow go with the flow like you know and Mm. I remember speaking to Neil Donald Walsh on the podcast end of last year and he's like one of my spiritual like just because he wrote conversation with God and I loved him so much oh yeah so like (laughs) I remember asking him what Neil what's your what's your spiritual practice every day and he said I don't have one he said sometimes I meditate sometimes I write sometimes I meditate sometimes I don't and I was like isn't that so powerful to know that he just flows but then I also thought he's at a different space to me (laughs) You know, he's like in his eighties way, you know, he's lived his life, whatever, whatever. But I was like, okay, let's bring what he said into my life. Cause I was like, I'll just own this now. I was looking to ask him that question to make an excuse for my life to be like, I don't need to meditate every day. I don't need to write Mm -hmm. every day because I want to write a book and I just don't do it. I don't do it. I think it's a divine timing and I've, you know, I just, there's definitely fear around it, I think. But I also Mm. thought, why am I asking that question? It's like I'm trying to get validation from the answer. So I sat with it for a while and I thought, 
okay, let's bring it back to me, like listening to my body, which I've always been really good at. And, you know, like I said, following my cycle and knowing where I'm at my cycle. And and I thought, you know, what you've just said really inspired me because I think as women, we try and like, we're such the doers, aren't we? Like the laundry, the cooking, the cleaning. And and I'm just, I'm just like you, honestly, Corey, like I'm the mom. I want to look after my, my, my stepchildren. I want to be, you know, just that motherly, you know, woman in, in my husband's life and, and things like that. But I also remember that, taking that time for me like practice what I preach and just simplify it like Mm. the that was the word that came up for me on Friday at the connection was my message was simplify to amplify because when we try to do too much too soon too quick too fast too Mm -hmm. you just you just go too much and I think if you just like you said show up to yourself for one thing a day everything else the energy of that just then changes everything else in your day so for me if I can show up and read 10 pages of a book every night before bed. Exactly. Exactly. And this is what they're finding, you know, like is that there's not a specific time that they've planned it, but they know that they're going to do that one thing. So some of them are getting it done in the morning as a scheduled thing, but it might change. And so that's what I offer people is, you know, you could have the structure of say between 6am and 7am. That's your structure for you time. But to allow the feminine within that, you've created the masculine container, but allow the feminine within that. What do you want to do? Sometimes I'll get up and have a bath. Sometimes I'll get up and have a walk. Sometimes I'll get up and meditate. But that time is for me before I start prepping for school and all the things, right? And so this one thing was just that moment of like, okay, I'll do a dance, five minutes mindset and another dance. And as long as I do that thing, I get to tick it off and feel really good about it. And the biggest thing that most women aren't doing is celebrating the small steps because it's the small steps that get you to the big thing. And the big thing's not going to feel awesome if you're not celebrating and being in the energy of the big thing, but in the small steps. And so, I yeah, I hear you completely. Like when when we've cultivated some level of structure to simplify things and find that one thing that's going to shift your energy like I had someone ask uh, yesterday maybe I should do my I think she said books maybe I should do my books or my accounting for my one thing and I was like no 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 (laughs) we got to do something that makes you feel good because then when you do your books it's going to be easy when you do your accounting it's going to be easy because your body's like I'm in the joy this feels good and I'm cleaning now. But whereas if that's hard for you in the beginning, if you're not in the pleasure and the receiving of it, the body locks it out by being traumatic. And so like you said, you said if it's too fast, too soon, too much, that's actually a trauma response. That's what trauma is when you can't process. And so if we try change too much too quickly, that's where the body goes into nervous system frazzle and it's like, I can't cope. And so then we as women we tend to then go and put this shame spiral on top of everything right like oh I didn't do what I said I was going to do now I'm a problem now I'm a burden now I'm not enough or maybe I'm I'm too much yeah I'm a failure and so then we shame spiral and then that thought leads to the emotion that then leads to the action that then leads to the result of the thing that we usually don't want and so it's really in my world a lot of what I kind of I suppose create the space for and the capacity for is that we all have the capability that that's not you know we're all very capable women especially those in the light leadership they are literally doing every hat under under the sun fully capable 
but what's your capacity and can we build that capacity by slowly bringing that momentum rather than expecting to have a like a fast cracking change and actually being in the sacred mundane of life like in between this call and my last client I had half an hour and I was like cool I want to go for a walk and it was just so easy whereas in the past I would have been like oh I'm a zombie on the couch what am I going to watch for that half an hour and then I'm going to feel stink all the things and I didn't make it difficult I just started walking and I was like I'll just make sure I'm back in time but before I would have made it I had to have this I had to have these this has to be right all the things have to be right before I do that one thing (laughs) right but in my walk I was enjoying the sun I fully I didn't even take my podcast because I was just like I just want to slow down Mm. and we need to slow down to speed up like you said simplify to amplify it's the same concept and this is what's not happening the sacred mundane is not happening and when I looked up mundane just out of interest because I love the root words of things I love I love etymology I love how words are formed because the word is God God is a word right like not specifically religious but as in that's how we create our reality through the conversations of God which Neil Donald Walsh like one of my favorites right from the beginning and one of my very first QHHT sessions it said lighten up in the session and I had Sumerian tablets which I was trying to run away with and got butchered in the in the process but as I was trying to run away with the fact that fruit was a lightening process like that's how you lighten up so um and then got directed from there into uh, the conversations with God and that was the energy of of mundane it is the root word actually comes down to earthing grounding the earth so mundane actually means the sacred earth, the sacred well, mundane. Like, when you think the word mundane, you would think boring. Like that's the instant word that the human it's, self wants to hear. Where actually mundane is about simplifying. It's like something that's simple and easy. And Yeah. And letting the, the boring or what we've classed as boring be absolutely beautiful. Because if you can, if you can, if you can let the mundane be sacred, a walk down the road can be like an orgasmic process, right? And and if we can do that, imagine what we can do when things are even more amazing in our world. It just it's like building gratitude without having to write it all down. It's just this constant like you're moving from duress of life and like I have to do this and it has to be this way and I need to do this into the devotion. And to me, that's I didn't come here for a life of feeling trapped all the time, but that's how I was showing life with seizures, with boarding school, with um, relationships, with abusive relationships, emotionally abusive, physically abusive relationships. And everything kept driving me to find my freedom. And it's so ironic to me that it's actually in the mundane that we find the most freedom. Yeah. I don't know how I got onto that, but. It's just it's um, like you said that just that little walk down to the park or down to the bottom of the road. Yeah. You could walk past someone who needed to see a smile or you needed to exactly. it just every step and every single action you take has more significance than you realize because that's what kind of the message for me over the last few weeks having the miscarriage was about because obviously I questioned why. I questioned yeah. was it me? Was it, I'm a fit I'm I'm a failure and I didn't want to let those thoughts 
consume me but I, I allowed them up I allowed them to have a voice to hear them and I just listened yes. to that part of me and Beautiful. I knew obviously you know that was a sacred thing for me to do but the message for me was that soul came into my existence for those short amount of weeks to feel my love to to feel what it was like to be in a, sp- a loving space and that may yeah. give me a lot of comfort but also the right souls that come into that about meant to be my children in this life need to be born on the right day, the right time, the right star sign, the right human design. The, the planets will be aligned at the exact right moment. And the moment they're born will set them up for the rest of their lives with all the little nuggets and the little, you know, piece of the jigsaw when they're about to meet someone that's meant for their journey. And it, it, to, to think of it, it blows your mind, but it's like, it's totally, it, it just gave me so much comfort in knowing that that little soul came down just to show me my fear was bullshit. <laughs> it would take me so long to get pregnant, which it didn't. And also to feel what it was like to be pregnant and to feel that. Cause I've always wanted to be a mother and I've always wanted to, and I know I'm going to get pregnant again. I know I'm going to have healthy babies. Mm. And I you know even now I want to support women who have gone through miscarriage. Cause I feel like that's a big calling for me to just help women to realize they're not alone and the nature's process of, you know, allowing a baby to miscarry is like your body's way of saying something was wrong and it happens to every every animal out there you know it's exactly like mammals just they miscarry all the time you know and it's process we have to go through as a woman for some of us and I think to be confident and courageous and raw and authentic to to show my to share my journey and my pain and my grief to other women it just shows that you know I'm here and I'm a light and just you know, come to me if you feel drawn to me and, uh, you know, let me comfort you and let me, like a mother would do, you know, if your child falls over, you just want to like, oh, come here, you know, it's the same feeling I get when a woman is, you know, here in my room with me or on a call crying, I just want to sit and hug them and tell Mm. them they're loved. Yeah, Mm. and the permission, give them permission to feel what they're feeling and and not make it mean anything, Mm. right? And like the way that you have, you know, navigated this, uh, experience this event has been absolutely beautiful to witness mm-hmm. and I I wouldn't be able to say you know I I would have been able to do the same even though I have all the tools and yet you know like you said it is a part of life and that death process does gift us so much you know mm-hmm. and in some ways we've made it such a taboo topic yeah. in in life that 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 to me that systems trauma that's you know that's that system is is traumatizing and re-traumatizing and almost to a point gaslighting those who have been through that you know process of death in any way you know like even for my standing on a puffer fish and not knowing if I was going to make that saying goodbye to my son and, and <laughs> handing him over to a random lady at a cafe and saying, do you mind looking after my son while I might not come back? And she's like, of course. And have, have, you know, do you want me to have your dog and the electric bike and the helmet and all the things? And I was like, can you, do you mind? Thank you. And that moment, that, that moment of it could all be taken away in, in a split second yeah. was, was the catalyst to my next level of consciousness yeah definitely right and same with the miscarriage like you said exactly 
propels you onto a deeper perspective, a deeper meaning, a deeper spiritual journey. And it was, it just changed me. It's completely changed who I am, but for a greater reason, you know. To... Yeah, you'll never be the same. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, um, I can't remember what it's called in Japanese, but when when, when the cup breaks and they reseam it, I think they reseam it with gold. I can't remember the name. I know I've read it the, a couple of times the last few weeks, but and it, it makes it stronger, but it also makes it have character and a beauty and an elegance to it yeah. that is is just so unique, right? And we've got to honor ourselves in that process. And and just like I said, the sacred mundane becomes so much more. Um, would you say like it tastes so much deeper because you're now making sure you make the moment of each moment matter yeah yeah exactly yeah and matter by the way with my little brain going off here etymology it means mother wow yeah and so when we when we bring something into life when we bring it from spirit and consciousness into the world it becomes matter but that's because of the mother so everything is is you know I feel like I want to throw words at you and see what you see, what you think. Let's get the dictionary. <laughs> I don't know if I know that many, babe, but yeah, I just, I do I have such a, I have such a thing about it because for me, like the bones, right? Like I see the bones as the sacred scrolls of wisdom and I see them as papyrus and as if we've put hieroglyphs on them, right? That's all the codings. So when we've had trauma or any story, even if it's a good one, so not not specifically trauma but anything that hasn't happened in like the last like week to two weeks it's been written in the bones because it's gone from the nervous system and the next place for it to be held is the the kashuk records right which is the bones and yet we go outside of ourselves to find that information and and i that's just not my opinion i feel like you know for us to be yeah for us to be human is for us to be human and we can't deny that process and try and be outside of the body without going through the body to get to that ascension process so yeah so and this is how you know this is why words to me even the sound and the frequency of words that's why te reo maori new zealand's you know native language and and if we even go back further into the waitaha that original language has the same or a similar frequency to Sanskrit. Like yeah. that's how powerful the sound of our words creates. It's a frequency. It's a, it's a, and so our bones sing, our bones sing a frequency to our reality. That's, and that's why when someone wants something, but it's not happening in the action, you know, even though they're doing the action or doing the thing, they may be coming from duress because their bones are actually saying, well, I don't feel safe to receive that thing because in the past when I've received that, I've either lost someone, someone's abandoned me, I've been rejected or, you know, any of those particular things, I've lost something. And so the bones are telling a different story to what the consciousness is saying. And yet the subconscious is 80% of of our communication with the world. And 80% of our communication is also nonverbal. So, you know, it's a lot about how our body is expressing and, and and interfacing with the universe, interfacing with source energy. So, yeah, so from that point of view, that's that's why I love words because they just have, 
if we knew what we were saying out loud and what we were creating with our words, we'd be so much more diligent around what we're saying. And yet, you know, we've been taught that words are just words and they're just a practical form of communication. They're not. They're they're very sacred. Yeah, sacred union. Reminds me of the guy who I uh, made connection with a couple of years ago. Him, him, he does. He studies obviously Yeshua and obviously you know the old language of you know what's it called? It's Arabic. It's the the language of Jesus and each word, what it meant and the frequency to it, and obviously singing that word. And I remember doing the little like three week course. I think it was online on Facebook. And I remember each word. I was like, oh my god, this is so beautiful and each word like I've actually got it in front of me here because I was I was talking about decluttering you know decluttering my bookshelf <laughs> and part of that declutter is all of his CDs and all of his paperwork with like the old wow. language on and I'm feeling drawn to go and watch the DVDs that he sent out in a pack and they go back wow. to that original language and I think you know like English language is you know obviously spoken uh, around the world but I think it's like the Maori language and just I, I, language is fascinating like I'm like you like I think where did that come from where did that mm. word come from who made that word up like who made the sun mm. the sun and who called it the moon and you know it that fascinates me and then when you think of England where I grew up like all the different accents and all the different words for different things and yeah it's fascinating it's absolutely like you said there's so much to language it's not just a communication thing it's about there's so much in the word yeah yeah and the energy and the frequency yeah and when you learn the root word root you know the root meaning of it or or how it came about it gives it context and depth and that's something that we don't often have in the English language you know it does seem like English language is kind of piecemeal of a lot of different languages (laughs) 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 and yet you know uh te reo maori you know for one word what what means going up the mountain but it also means going on a journey or you know so it has this you know all-encompassing context it's not just a concept it's a context and that's how as humans we've been taught to see ourselves as concepts as well but actually if we put ourselves in the context we're we're starting to recognize you know okay I can feel my emotions but I'm not of them yeah. And it's okay to feel them and experience them and not make it mean anything. And so, yeah, there's just, I don't know, there's so much that we can play with in the field of of creativity, right? And and destruction as well, yeah. you know, death and rebirth process that we've both, you and I have both been going through this year. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. we've got that in common for sure. Yeah. yeah even getting married you know honoring marriage is a beautiful thing but I remember I remember vividly having a quite a big deep process after getting married um yeah and I also this year uh had plant medicine with the DMT the the 5-MeO DMT and that that was like literally meeting the creator I actually, at the I, as I came out the other side, because it's very short, it's only 10 minutes, 15 minutes long. But as I came out the other side, someone said, you okay? Because I was just giggling my face off afterwards. And I was like, I just had a godgasm. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I just had a godgasm. And yet, at the same time, because it was so powerful and so, um, 
you know meeting creator I, I never thought I'd experience that as a human at this point without having to die um it's crumbled everything in my life that couldn't would not yeah. serve my highest source yeah. anymore and she said it was interesting she said six weeks it will take six weeks for everything to crumble and and for you to rebirth yourself when I stood on the puffer fish that was five weeks and four days wow or five days five weeks and five days so I was two days away from the six week kind of timeline that you know and I'm I wouldn't say that she meant to st- sit like yeah, stick yeah. to exactly six weeks so um and the puffer fish felt similar mm-hmm. and yet it was the opposite experience it was I could die in this moment whereas that was I am fully living yeah it's and quite so circle. yeah oh yeah it came full circle and wow. yeah and so that's where we come back into the sacred mundane right like I had to start really breathing in life from a different a different lens yeah mm-hmm. I have been to the underworld many times <laughs> yes, I've not. I think I'm at I think it's I think that's number six death yeah I've been resuscitated wow. a few times and yeah you're still here I'm still here yeah grateful you are (laughs) thanks babe I'm grateful I met you (laughs) I know well I could talk to you for much longer but I know time is that word time too time like when we think Mm. of time we're always like rush 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 but I do have to go and pick up kids from school so that's obviously a time so do I (laughs) (laughs) so we're both I have loved talking to you and I've loved getting to know your story and more about you and I can't wait to get to know you more and see how this friendship unfolds thank you babe it's been such a gift yes yeah. I'm going to put all of your links to the sh- on the show notes and how people can contact you and say hi to you and it, yay, it just, you. just be in your energy yay that would be great just jump in my own group we do some pretty awesome stuff in there and and it's literally a space for permission. And when you have permission, right? Like you give yourself permission, everything changes. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you so much That's for awesome. your time. Love you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a five-star review. It really helps to circulate the podcast. Share it with your friends and family and, you know, tag us, share it. And if you've got any like questions you want to ask, just send them over to me and I can pass them on to Corey. And yeah, I'm sending all my love from New Zealand, wherever you are in the world. And we'll speak soon. Bye guys.